When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Beautiful people, welcome back to another episode of Who Can Relate. If you are new here, it took you so long, but I'm glad you're here. Better late than never. Never late is better. What are you going to do? My name is Justin Davis, a.k.a. JD. This show is all about people discovering their higher selves through adversity, vulnerability, with a big underline under that word, and self-love because we need more of it. All right, today's episode, this is why you clicked it. Shay is going to give her experience of her ayahuasca ceremony in detail. I know a lot of you have requested that. We delivered, and uh, it's going to be be a good one. All right, per usual, we have a quote of the day, and we're going to set some intentions for the episode. Let's go with intentions first. Uh, My intentions from this episode is to really just allow whoever is still on the fence about doing an ayahuasca ceremony to hopefully encourage you, take this as a sign, this is your cue, to go ahead and pursue it. Highly recommend it, and it it really was something that Shay and I will never forget. It was such an incredible experience. And uh, So again, my intention is just to, whoever's on the border, just to push you over that edge and, and, and really go for it. Okay, quote of the day. I actually don't have a quote of the day, but I just want to talk to you guys for a second. So the theme of of what I'm going to talk about right now is when was the last time you did something that you were extremely uncomfortable in doing? When was the last time you were really scared to do something? When was the last time you were in the middle of something and you tried to do everything you could to get out of it and either you did or you stuck it out and you pushed through? This came to my mind today. I was doing my hot yoga practice, 118 degrees Fahrenheit for 90 minutes. And it is by far the most challenging hot yoga class out there. And this is just not me talking. This is my beloved instructor also saying as well, confirming. And the main reason why I do this class is because it's the one thing in my life that I still have that I find extremely challenging. Um, I have a pretty high tolerance for pain. I've been through a lot, and this is just something that I I really can't ever, I don't want to say master or conquer, but I can't get comfortable doing. (laughs) So it continues to push me, which I know I'm growing, and uh, you know it's it's really uh, testing that that control bone in my body that I've I've often talked about on here. So that's why I do my hot yoga practice. I do a couple other things too that take me out of my comfort zone. But, you know, again, I was going through it today and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to open up the show with when was the last time you did something where you were extremely uncomfortable, especially knowing that it would be good for you if you could just see it through. 
So for whatever that's worth, if someone's out there listening, watching, and just thinking, damn, JD's preaching to the choir. I literally just thought that today or last week or last month, whatever it is, um, this is your sign. This is your cue to continue to push your boundaries, to be uncomfortable. They say when you are doing any type of physical activity and you feel like quitting, so let's go with the example of running. If you're not much of a runner, you know, half a mile in, if you can even make it that far, maybe you made it to a mile, you're like, I'm done with this. I can't do it. This hurts. This hurts. This hurts. I'm out. They say that that's actually only 40% that you've expended on what you really have in you, you know, the full 100%. So tap back into the rest of the 60 and just push through. So again, whatever you guys are going through, I, I just hope this resonates. I hope you can relate to it. And again, I hope this is your sign to really push through and just see what it could look like if you stuck it out, what outcome could come of this, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm guessing it would be a good thing. And if it's not a good thing, well, let's talk about it. You know, I would love to hear from each and every one of you. So that's your quarter of the day slash little sermon of the day. When was the last time you were extremely uncomfortable? And if you haven't been extremely uncomfortable, well, now is your chance to get extremely uncomfortable. And I really want you guys to just try it out. And uh, I really think you'd be better off for it. Okay. That's it. I want to get right into this episode. Again, this is Shay giving her ayahuasca ceremony story. Uh, We're going to backtrack a little bit about mine and uh, bring it all full circle. So enjoy. All right, Shannon. Welcome back come back for you <laughs> how's your break been from the show been great yeah mm-hmm. what have you been doing golfing oh what else <laughs> just kidding yeah it's been a little while we had a good run there three weeks in a row and here you are that's it three weeks you were on for three weeks yeah oh i was on for three weeks i thought yeah. you said I had a break for three weeks. Oh, no. (laughs) And uh, this week, this is a heavily requested episode. People want to know your experience with my experience. I actually had an experience. Yeah, you you had a (laughs) ceremony. (laughs) At least someone did. (laughs) And I mean, I I did. And I know I got so much love and and, um, support from the community and, and even people who I don't even think are subscribed or follow the show. Um, a lot of love, lot, a lot of uh, encouragement. So I can't say I didn't have a ceremony, but you had a, a different one. I sure did. I went to all the places. <laughs> <laughs> you had a couple of different dimensions, huh? Yeah. So I guess I'll ask you a couple of questions just to okay. get you um, more comfortable since you've been on a hiatus here. Um, were you excited? to do ayahuasca i was excited i was nervous um i wanted to get the most out of it so i think that's what made me a little nervous that i wouldn't especially when we got there and they were telling stories of how you know not everyone has a ceremony their first time and i'm thinking i'm not about to do all this and not experience anything so um they also said you want not to hold back and you want to 
you know, throw up or cry and all of that. And I'm like, Ooh, like for once in my life, I never thought I would say this, but I'm like, I hope I throw <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember when we were driving there, you know, we, we had some conversations about like what we expected and mm-hmm. what we hoped for. And, um, I went over that in, in my version of this episode, uh, this topic rather of the episode. Um, all right. So without further ado, let's, uh, Let's get right into it. Walk us walk us through the Portuguese lover, experience. Portuguese lover. Yeah. Lover's experience. Thank you. Um, another thing is I was really excited for you more so <laughs> than myself <laughs> and excited for myself because I'm like thinking that this experience is going to bring out a whole nother <laughs> husband and yeah. person and. Kind of did. Yeah. yeah um, one part did, yeah. But I think we both kind of thought like it was going to be a one and done like magic pill. <laughs> For sure. Solve all my problems. <laughs> How many I got to drink? No He's problem. He's like, I'm going to be richer after this. I'm going to be more. <laughs> all the above. <laughs> but um, going into it, yeah, I was a little nervous. You just, it's like the fear of the unknown. You don't really know what's going to happen or what to expect. And mm-hmm. um like he's like really paying attention oh, to me. If you guys are watching, <laughs> Playa Man is very he's excited. He's my biggest fan. He's like, oh yeah, stares at me. If, oh, for all the listeners out there, Chicago is just stargazing into Shay's <laughs> eyes as she tells this story. <laughs> so, um, when we had our first dose, can I go right into that part? Uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. So when we had our first dose, we're sitting there. I'm thinking stuff is going to happen like instantly nothing <laughs> and then I feel like 30 minutes went by I'm like still waiting waiting nothing and I'm like I don't think this is working um he kind of goes around towards probably like the last part of the hour and is asking everyone how we feel and I'm like I don't feel anything actually I I lied I said I feel it a little bit because I felt bad to say <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't feel anything I was like I know. yeah a little bit I'm like I, th- I think when he came by to me, I was like, I, I, g- I can give you like 5%. That's, that's all I got right <laughs> like now. Like I man. wanted to give him something. <laughs> yeah. So I like, part of me was like, maybe I'm starting to feel something because I did, I did go into a place where I was really seeing my mom and my brother. Mm. Um, and that was the first time. Oh, so I wow. was like, I guess I'm, I mean, if that's what it is, like mm. I'm feeling something, but I, it wasn't to the extreme of what everyone had ever described about it. So yeah. I'm like, no to that part, but yes to something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then he's like, just wait, just wait, you know, and we trust him and <laughs> we were waiting and then still nothing. And then I think he went around asking if we wanted another dose. And I was like, yeah, I mean, if I'm here, I'm going to do it. So got another dose. Um, did you describe how you go up and you sit down? You're basically... And you almost kneel in front of him. I don't think so. No. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So he, there's a circle of us and there was about how many? I think nine, including the shaman. Nine, including the shaman and then his assistant, right? Yeah. Um, and when you go up for your dose, you first he passes out these little shot glasses to everyone. So you have an empty shot glass. And then he kind of goes around the room and everyone one by one goes up and you almost like kneel in front of him. And you, um, and he blesses the shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the medicine, yeah. You say, what did we say back to him? Uh, I think he just said, like, salute, 
you know, yeah, like, oh, like cheers. And then you, yeah. yeah, and then you take it in front of him and then you get up and you leave and then the next person comes and does the same thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so after that second dose. Wait, really quick. Were you, if no one else got up to do the second dose, I think you were like the second to last to take it. Would you have taken yeah, it? Yeah, I was still, because I wasn't feeling anything. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember you were kind of um, looking at me. But like, I was looking at you. I was like looking at you to lead and guide. Yeah. Like in that part. Um, I like shot up. Because I think if you would, if you wouldn't have, I don't know that I would have. Yeah. But I, I shot I, up. I was like, fill me yeah. up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> you only live once. Come on, Vic. Yeah. <laughs> I remember also looking at you the first shot and I'm like needing to see yeah. your reaction on the taste of it. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say you looked at me like 30 minutes into the first shot. Like, are you good? You feel anything? And I looked at you like, <laughs> there's nothing happening right now. And you're like, you know, me too. And mind you, we're, we're two people that don't do any, anything, done any yeah. kind of drugs. So I'm like thinking this, this is about to hit me. It's going like, to take us out. It's going to take me out. <laughs> like this little body. <laughs> um, but so the second dose, so when I looked at you for even the taste of it, it was mm-hmm. basically, exa- it tasted exactly what everyone described, which was like molasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not terrible, not as bad as I um, put in my imagination for it to be, but it was not good either. Mm-hmm. Um, so my second dose, I sit back down and probably within, I would say, if I can remember correctly, about 20 minutes in, I started getting like really hot. and Into um, the second dose. Into the second dose. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started seeing like, the world kind of like change in a way. Ooh, what do you mean? Yeah. Um, what does that look like? Where I just felt like I was, I was starting to just feel myself go into just another place. I guess what people feel when they do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not to a degree where I was seeing like flying snakes or anything yet. Flying <laughs> snakes. I have never heard that before. <laughs> or just like something <laughs> so random. I'm like. <laughs> I'm going to title this episode. Flying. Ayahuasca part two, Shacy's flying snakes. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't liked this video yet, please give us a like for a flying snakes. <laughs> so, so, and then I think, um, I'm trying to remember exactly. <laughs> Stop. You're throwing me off. <laughs> <laughs> didn't they say that some people see stuff like that <laughs> um i don't i never heard of that but, uh. so i started to just feel myself go into like just a really like almost like you're how you start to feel when you're getting really tipsy um feeling i, <laughs> I have no idea what that is either <laughs> you were tipsy in cabo I mean, I guess. Yeah. Or you, I mean, for you, that was probably just you yeah. were relaxed. <laughs> it was chilled out. <laughs> I was feeling good, living better. Not a care in the world. He has a hard time relaxing. So I feel like that was like one of my favorite days with him because he wasn't yet tipsy, but he was just relaxed. <laughs> 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 you should drink like every day. That would be okay. amazing. Great. Flying snake slash <laughs> I wish my husband was an alcoholic. That's the <laughs> title of this episode. <laughs> okay center back um so i wasn't seeing flying snakes but i was starting to feel like something was happening in my body Mm -hmm. and um 
I don't know how long after that is when he started to play the music. And that is when it really like sent me to a different place. This is where I tell everybody, like I literally went to so many different dimensions of myself. Um, I saw myself dancing in a white dress under like the sun. Um, I told you this part and I felt like I was on, but I wasn't her. I was watching her through like, I was like on a darker side of the wall and in like the wall in between, it was, there was light kind of beaming through, but I was on the darker side. And I remember thinking like, how do I get to that side? Like I need to get to her, you know, I want to be where she is. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I felt like the more I thought about that, I thought that that was like, I don't know if it was maybe just me feeling like right now in general with everything that has been going on in the world, like we're just in this dark place and I just miss being like so free, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so that was one thing. And then anytime the music changed, like I would get sent somewhere else. Like there was even one point and sometimes it wasn't a comfortable space to be in. And sometimes it was, sometimes I felt Um, my body temperature was like a decent temperature where I was able to relax. And when I finally felt like I was able to relax, he would start to play the music to the point where I was like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Cause I didn't know where it was going to send me. Right. And it would send me sometimes to a place where I'm like freezing cold or really hot. Um, and yeah, but you just really see, I, I just saw so many different dimensions, I even just trying to remember, like, there was a part where it felt amazing. Like, I literally could, when he was playing the music, I was seeing the sound drop from the instrument. And I remember I was like, I felt like the sound was just raining on me. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was flying snakes. Right. (laughs) Just kidding. Wow. But I, like, I literally could see, like, one each note being dropped from like the instrument or just from the sky and it was just falling. And I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. Do you remember how long you watched yourself in the white dress? You, you saw the the dropping notes. Like, I mean, it seems, it probably seems longer than what it is. Just like when you have Mm. dreams and Mm. you wake up and you were asleep for 20 minutes and you had like a whole life dream. Yeah. Um, but the sound was, that was probably the most beautiful part where I was just like, wow, I literally felt like the sound was like raindrops. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds crazy and very healing. Mm-hmm. And I just saw every note being dropped and I'm like, wow, music is so beautiful. Yeah. Well, I guess since, have you thought about any of that? Like, have you explored? Yeah. I mean, I even started to think about like, I, I even, there was a one part where I saw like, just the zoom out of who I am. And Mm. it was like so zoomed out that it just had, it gave me this whole like different perspective of just life. Like, like we literally are in, and I think also entering all the dimensions that, that I was sent to, I'm like, we're so small compared to all of what is around. Like there is music in plants. There Mm. is like, 
Like if you just zoom all the way in, there's so much life to every single thing. And if you zoom all the way out, we're just so small. We're specks in this life. And I felt that a part of me was like thinking, I'm like, if we're just specks in this life and you zoom all out and nothing matters and like your appearance doesn't matter, your status doesn't matter, nothing matters. The only thing that matters is if you're a light in this world, because when you zoom all the way out, are you going to be something that fades into the darkness? Or are you going to be something that lights up the sky? So while you were on this journey, did you feel like you were shining bright? You were dim? Yeah, I felt like I definitely have a light. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it just made me think like there's a lot of things that we worry about in life mm-hmm. and and a lot of that stuff just doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. As I sit here, very envious <laughs> of your <laughs> ceremony, and, and I wish I had half of that. Um, anything else kind of come to mind? I think um, there was a few things that I had went through as a young child that I was afraid were going to come up. What was the thing that <laughs> came up? <laughs> I thought you were going to say something because <coughs> you adjusted your mic, so I was waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something that came up that I that didn't even cross my mind, and it was when I was in junior high, I was bullied. Um, I was actually jumped at knife point. I think I was probably about 12 years old, and I actually just recently, disco- or my mom just recently told me that um, there was other occasions of stuff happening to me when I was little, and I think part of me just kind of blacked a lot of it out. And I also didn't know that she was really trying to get me out of the school district and they wouldn't, they wouldn't process the request to get me out of that school district. And, um, my uncle who worked a lot with the city and stuff, he told my mom, like, go into the principal's office, tell him that you're going to hit record and then ask for the request. And she did exactly that. And that's when they finally processed the request. And moved me out of the school district. So the area that I grew up in was just very heavily kind of gang related. Mm-hmm. Um, and wasn't the best school district that I was in. And I was a target. And um, that came up. <laughs> and I don't even think about it. And it's crazy. And I think a lot of my dismissiveness towards it comes from just feeling like I mean what's the big deal you know every every girl or every person kind of has has like experienced that or um it's not I just didn't feel like it was that big of a deal Mm -hmm. and when I but when I really think about it and I think about just even Adriana and her possibly going through something like that at 12 years old I just can't even imagine her she's 14 now and I can't imagine that happening to her yeah um so putting that perspective on it just really like I don't know why I brushed that under the rug so much I think I was just trying to move on from it Mm -hmm. um but I didn't even think about that going into that like thinking oh I wonder if that's going to come up it was just like it came up (laughs) how did it come up um I don't really remember exactly I just remember just I can't even remember how it came up to Mm. be honest did you see the incident happening? Did you see some? I of think the I girls? just n- not so much that it was more the feeling behind the incident, how mm. traumatic it was for me, and how, like, I guess, how much I just didn't even realize how traumatic it was mm-hmm. because I've 
you know, just kind of blocked it out, blocked it out. And even, you know, when it was happening or, or right after, you know, in the weeks or months to follow, because you said you're 12. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're 12 years old. You don't know what trauma is. Yeah. You don't have the tools now that you do at, you know, 30 something years old to be able to process like, wow, this is a big deal. Maybe I should mm-hmm. talk to someone about this. Maybe I, right. You're just mm-hmm. like, it's, this sucks. It happens. I, I, I pray it doesn't happen again. And that's kind of it. Yeah. And I think it's because where I grew up, it was, it happened to a lot of people. Yeah. So I did it. Normal. Yeah. It was pretty normal. But, um, I mean, to get jumped at knife point, to be left on the ground, to have your jaw dislocated mm-hmm. and have to walk home after that. Um, I mean, there was a neighbor that came out and she was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And I'm like, why didn't you come out sooner? (laughs) Um, I was walking with a friend and she took off. Yeah. So, and Mm. yeah, I mean, when it happened, it was probably a group of 10 girls and some of the girl, the majority of the girls were in high school. So I'm 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if it was like a gang jump in or something, because I remember the older girl was like she was basically telling her young, younger sister to fight me. And then she told me if if I try to fight back that they're going to use this. And it was like a knife like this. Wow. Yeah. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So. Yeah. <laughs> So that came up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I don't actually remember this coming up in your ceremony when we kind of talked everything through. But I do remember um, Easter. We were with your mom and we were talking about this kind of stuff. And um, I just I, I didn't know. I knew it was really bad. I, I guess I never heard your mom's side mm-hmm. of it, you know, and as a parent, I'm like what were you th- like, what were you, you going through? Mm-hmm. Cause I could like me, I would kill everybody mm-hmm. like legit. I would, I, I mean, I would tell you, mm-hmm. honey, just so you know, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> There's nothing you can do to stop me. Just <laughs> get the bail money ready. Cause I'm going to get locked up, but I'm mm-hmm. going to kill everybody. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. if someone ever did something, I, 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 I don't even know what I would, I would black out and just go dark yeah. and it would be really bad for anyone. Um, and I would kill their parents. Too. I mean, it would just be really bad. That yeah. was actually the first time hearing my mom give her side. I don't think I've yeah. ever had. That's how much I like shoved it under yeah. and blocked it out is I never had an adult conversation with my mom about it. Yeah. Like I had no idea my mom was requesting to get me transferred out for months. I had no mm-hmm. idea of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. that So that came up in a way for you. Um and then when I finally got transferred out and I went to my new school, I'm like, I w- showed up with like baggy sweatpants, a hooded sweatshirt. Like I did not want to be noticed yeah. in any kind of way whatsoever. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so for you, it, it, you know, coming up in your ceremony was as the medicine is really good at doing is, is bringing up mm-hmm. things that, you know, are traumatic yeah. or, or things that are been shoved under the rug or, or blocked out from your memory it's mm-hmm. like no no they're still here and <laughs> we still got to work through this mm-hmm. um anything else that kind of came up 
that maybe you blocked out or was very significant? Um, no, but I, I do actually remember having this conversation with you because you, you brought up a good point when I told you about it and you said, I wonder if that's why you don't like to be like center of attention. I think that was just from the talk with your mom. I don't think it, I, no, I don't it remember like, the ceremony. It was actually right after when we were talking about ayahuasca and our experience after, oh. and you said that and I was like, that's actually really interesting because I do remember when later I went to high school, my freshman year, mm-hmm. I somehow get nominated t- for freshman princess. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go to school for a whole week because I was terrified to win because I was like, I don't want that kind of spotlight on me yeah. where girls are going to hate me. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm repeating that vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. It is coming up now. I do remember having a, uh, somewhat of a conversation saying, you know, maybe that's why it is hard for you to be on camera mm-hmm. or, you know, I know you would hate a surprise party. Um, anything that puts the spotlight on mm-hmm. you, you're, you're very like, please don't anti. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, yeah. So anything else from your ceremony? Um, I think the rest is just have to do with you. Was there anything you, s- you said you were able to step outside yourself? Cause that was something I was really hoping to get. Mm-hmm. And, and my intention and reason for that was, hoping I could step outside of myself, see myself for who I actually am, maybe not who I think I am, and then hopefully gain some guidance or some type of direction of like, look, you're going down the wrong path or you're almost there or whatever. Come this way. Let us show Mm -hmm. you. I was really hoping for that. Did you get anything similar by you being able to have that literally out-of-body experience? I mean, the only out-of-body was when I saw myself on another side of the wall. Yeah. And I was like, I need to get to her. So I'm like, I don't know if that's like the disconnect I'm just having with the world right now mm-hmm. and just feeling like we're in a dark place and we need to get back to that, you know, mm-hmm. free, you know, all of that. But um, yeah. OK, so let's get into, I guess, then, um, as I talked about in the first episode, um, the moment that we shared mm-hmm. and how it was um I think very different for both of us mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, but yeah. then very good. And, and we're on the same page in a lot of ways. Um, for me again, I'll just reiterate that I felt this, this tug on mm-hmm. my toe from you and you kind of looked at me and I took that as a cue to, you need me number mm-hmm. one and number two, I need to go to you to mm-hmm. help you in any kind of way. Um, and when I crawled or scooted or however the hell I got to you, um, you kind of like collapsed in my arms Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were crying, nothing crazy, not hysterically, just, you know, sobbing and just sobbing. <laughs> yeah. I think I just had <coughs> tears just. Yeah. Continue. But it was such a new flow of tears. It was such a quiet cry. Mm-hmm. I remember that, like very quiet, like a Tesla cry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it was so cry. silent. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just remember thinking like. Number one, okay, well, I'm not having a ceremony, really, so at least <laughs> I have a job to do right now. Yeah. You know, at least I can be of use. And if anyone, you know, to you, which is great. Yeah. And then two, for me, and more of a personal note into our relationship, you know, I know that that's been something that's been a, a little bit of a void and for you and also a want, you know, for me to be that person for you that you can lean on. You can. What do you mean a void for me? 
something that you're craving from me. You know, mm-hmm. there's a void there that you have that we have that mm-hmm. it's more in you than me because I I'm not the affectionate person. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I am, you provide that for me. But mm-hmm. you are the affectionate person, mm-hmm. and oftentimes I don't provide it for you. Yeah. So me showing up in that way, I had enough consciousness, you know, whether I was on this journey or not, mm-hmm. or what level I was influenced. I had enough consciousness to know, like, oh, I'm doing what she's always been asking me to do. Like, yes. Like, <laughs> I was so relieved. Yeah. Um, and, and I think one of the main reasons why I was relieved is because I'm like, I'm, I'm capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've... <clears throat> I've wanted to do it. I knew I was capable. I just didn't know how to do it. And um, for me, I'm, I have this like go big or go home mentality. Mm-hmm. And there's probably so many little things that I could have been doing over the mm-hmm. last five years with you that I probably could have built up that, you know, mm-hmm. um, tolerance for you to be able to trust me and not had the void be as, as big as it was maybe, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, so when I you know, was holding you. I just, I remember feeling really good about myself showing up, but what was your experience <laughs> when I was, hold- well, I guess when we laid down. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll take it back a little bit further because I do remember checking in on you through, you know, just like looking at you. Um, I do remember looking at you a few different times, like in between my entering and exiting of dimensions Mm -hmm. and you were just so stiff just laying there and I remember when the shaman came around and he was like checking on us and he checked on me and I was like yeah I'm fine but how is he doing I was so worried about you because I felt like you were just like like zoned out but stiff Mm -hmm. and Whereas to me, I was in every position you can possibly think of. I was, you know, on my side. I was, like, crawled up in a ball. I was, like, you know, all of that. So was I. Really, I saw you on your side and your back mostly. Yeah. I mean, when I was yeah. by myself, I was definitely moving around a lot because I was so mm-hmm. uncomfortable physically and yeah. because the medicine was kicking in. Um, yeah. But when I was with you, I was very still because I didn't want to move too much to throw you off. Yeah. So I was like, I need to be as still as possible. Let her have her ceremony. I'm yeah. just going to hold her. <laughs> That's why I was um, yeah. stiff, according so to you. So I think I was checking on you a few times. And then when I did the the t- toe yeah. pull, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you were on your back and I was just, it was more, I was like, you like, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then you came over and, and I felt really connected with you in that time. And in fact, like, I think people that actually the girl that was next to me after the ceremony, she's like, wow, I watched you guys. You guys have such a beautiful love. Like, Mm -hmm. and I did feel in that moment, um, I felt like as, out of the our minds we were we still found our way to each other yeah um and we had that very special moment Mm -hmm. together and but also like during that because i was i was in a place where i was so relaxed um i was going through hot and cold temp body temperature so one minute i was freezing and then the next minute i was super hot and i felt like you were just like just stiff you know and I remember like poking on your like chest like are you like alive like are you there like you know or is there like what's like are you like there was just no emotion it was just like like just you 
I felt like you were an armor. Mm -hmm. It's interesting you said armor because I, I really felt in that moment like I had to protect mm -hmm. you and us. Yeah. Like I, I said in my, my episode of this was, uh, I felt like, like caveman days. Mm -hmm. You felt like caveman days. Like, like it felt like you were just an armor and that was it. But you know, yeah. you know, in the movies where the armor people, it's like people will go up to them. Like, mm -hmm. is there anybody in there? Like trying to get them to laugh or mm -hmm. like, and they're just like, yeah, <laughs> but I, I was, I, I, I was so on alert. Yeah. You know, cause I was like, even Victor, I was mm -hmm. like, bro, take one more step closer. <laughs> it's a wrap for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and then I remember having to check myself, like, chill like it's Vic yeah. you know and, and I was like why am I so and, and here you know what like I'm just having this thought now I didn't have it back then I wonder because for the first time in my life I've never been more threatened by this you know this mm -hmm. the threat mm -hmm. was the medicine yeah and I'm doing everything in my power to fight it again I won mm -hmm. unfortunately against the medicine and maybe my subconscious was like, okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, cause it was still heightened. Mm -hmm. If anyone comes near us, we're, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I definitely felt like I need to protect you at all costs, me at all, us. It was mm -hmm. just like strange. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely felt that. I felt like you were an armor and I wanted to take the armor off of you and, and be with the person that's underneath the armor. Yeah. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy because I do feel that what I was hoping out of that, and I think obviously there's layers to it, and I you definitely need to do it again and stuff, but I'll say one thing. Someone said before we started that usually they don't recommend doing something like that with your significant other because what could happen is you don't end up surrendering because you're so worried about that person. Mm -hmm. So you feel like you need to be the sober one, you know, yeah. the one that can still be somewhat coherent to mm -hmm. the surroundings. surroundings. Yeah. Yeah. And someone else, I think it was uh, another shaman I talked to um, when I was giving him this story about how I came over to you and I was there for you. I think he was the one who said, um, I think that was your ego and your control mm -hmm. playing tricks on you to say, oh, look, we have go. Hey, look, look what's over there. Look what's shiny and object over there. Go look like a distraction. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A distraction from the medicine yeah. really trying to work again. Because I remember when I got to you, even when Victor was chanting, I was I, I was not moving. I wasn't going anywhere. No other dimensions. And I'm actually surprised when I went back to my area after I don't know how long I was with you, probably about 45 minutes. Mm -hmm in real time, I still had a, a, a vision of my younger self. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm surprised I even had that. Yeah. Because I, I really felt like... You kind of snapped out of yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, let's go home. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. It's late. Let's, I'm uncomfortable. I tried. <laughs> yeah, let's just get some sleep. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So would you do it again? Yeah, I would do it again. Yeah, I and uh, as I said in my episode, I'm I'm definitely going to do it again and and by myself. Mm -hmm. um, I'm excited. I think I was actually going to do it. No one knows this, but um, I had put down a deposit for the April fifteenth mm -hmm. ceremony, and April fifteenth is a very special date in my life. If anyone is here from Enjoy, 
I did a uh, story time where I talked about the exorcism that I witnessed. And if you're only who can relate, I talked about it briefly with Adriana when I had the episode of, I think I titled it, uh, Getting to Know My Teenage Daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so I witnessed this exorcism in um, 2007 and it was on April 15th. So mm-hmm. ironically, if I would have went through with the ayahuasca round two, it would have been on April 15th, 20, 15, 15 years, years later. later. And wow. it was um, Passover day. Uh, it it yeah. would have been like so many. Connections. Yeah, for sure. But um, I'm seeing this healer right now and she recommended who's she's from Peru. She's also done ayahuasca a lot. And she recommended um, I don't do round two right now and that I try to do a heart opener mm-hmm. ceremony first before the round two of ayahuasca. But uh, my round two so far is scheduled for the end of June. Nice. So, um, yeah. I'm excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, what would you say your, um, your takeaways were? I think my takeaway with you was definitely, I feel like there's, it was more validating that there's a part of you that I still have yet to connect with. And in fact, there's a part of you that you still have yet to connect with. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not anything personal for me. It's just, I think that there's layers that you yourself have to get to for yourself. Um, And I've said this so many times before, once you're able to get to those layers, I feel like there's so many things around you that are just going to like take off. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. But for you, for <laughs> me, yeah. Um my takeaway for myself, I think obviously it was like that trauma. I I refelt that trauma and I was faced to acknowledge it in the ways that I've never acknowledged it before. And I don't know what else. I think that's why I'm excited to do another one to kind of see like now that I've peeled back that layer, Mm -hmm. what more can I peel back and what more can I dive into to just be a better version of myself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if and when we can do a heart opener, um, everyone recommends we do it together. Yeah. You know, they say the heart opener is, um, I think, like seven to ten years of of therapy sessions in one ceremony of of, of the heart opener so um that would be great and uh yeah i'll do anything with you babe (laughs) you won't move to texas (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) it's another story for another day (laughs) um yeah well i'm glad we did it i'm glad you had a ceremony (laughs) um i'm glad you were able to see some things that uh you needed to that maybe you thought were good um i'm excited for your round two and what Mm -hmm. what comes of it from your ceremony i'm excited to do the heart opener with you and uh yeah oh i there was a big part i didn't mention so i threw up right and i do have to talk about that for two seconds because i going into it my intention was to throw up like i remember when they were when they were saying, you know, some people don't have a ceremony, they don't throw up. And then they're like, you want to throw up. And my friend who referred us to the shaman was like, you want to throw up. Yeah. So I went in there thinking like, I want to throw up. Like, I hope I throw up. I hope I have that experience because that's where you purge like whatever it is that you're holding inside of you. And 
there was a lot of time and very, very early on after the second dose where I started to feel the urge to throw up and I stopped myself. I held it back and I'm like, no, all of a sudden I did not want to throw up. And I'm like, no, no, no. And it kept coming up and I kept ignoring it. And there was a point where I'm like, I should probably grab the bucket. And I went to turn around to grab the bucket. And then I stopped from grabbing the bucket because I felt like that was going to be my surrendering. And yeah. I'm like, no, I if if I grab the bucket, that means I'm I'm going to I'm accepting to throw up and I'm not. I don't want to throw up yet, mm-hmm. but I wanted to have the bucket there just in case I just <laughs> came out. Yeah. And um, so there was a couple of times I looked at the bucket and I didn't get it. And then there was one time where I like halfway went to grab it and I was like, no. And I stopped. And then finally I'm like, I'm just going to surrender. It kept coming up so much. And then I just, you know, put my head over the bucket and it literally, the bucket then turned into this well. And I was just, what I thought I was throwing up was like, literally like a gallon of something Mm. and when you know we kind of came out of the dimensions and into reality it was like so little yeah (laughs) (laughs) but I was like literally in this well just like (sighs) yeah and and it's a different kind of throw up by the way it's like litter literally like water it feels like a river is coming out of your mouth and I thought I was in this big well and this never ending I couldn't even see the ground of it and it's just like so much coming out of me and it wasn't that much so that was kind of interesting yeah yeah and also too for everyone like you know we had a a very specific diet before we went into it I think uh uh, three days before five days before something like that three yeah um you know this is with a, a trusted source um it was a trusted shaman who had been doing it for 30 plus years a lot of people are like you gotta be careful it's like I know we we cross our t's dotted our i's mm-hmm. if this ain't for you then don't do it um but yeah and and so I bring all that up because the purging part like if people are like oh like you probably threw up the last meal you it was just like no no <laughs> there was like no food in it at all it was weird yeah um yeah it's a different kind of throw up for mm-hmm. sure I know. And I really quick too, about the vomit thing. I remember, um, <laughs> before we started, I grabbed two buckets, right? Cause I was like, <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm going to get it all out tonight. I remember like, you saying that. Cause the buckets are so small. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to fill this one up. No problem. And actually there was a girl there who I think had four buckets. Literally. I felt like she and was not stopping. Yeah. The shaman in fact told her like, stop drinking water. Yeah. Otherwise you won't stop purging. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I think too like if if I can I would like to do it um for the 3 days in a row. Mm. Um cuz you know, as I said in my video, everyone else who was there aside from us, that was their third day. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine like what mm. came of that, you know. And one of the girls says that she didn't have really an experience on day one or day two and then right. day three she just like lost it yeah and she's like wow i needed to release all of that and i had I no idea i had so much to release was that the girl who had four buckets no it was the one next to you that was oh hysterically yeah, crying yeah that's right the whole time yeah that's right yeah so all right well there you have it yeah portuguese lover <laughs> her uh her version of her ceremony for ayahuasca we'll keep you posted for any um more ceremonies that we have coming up and uh yeah actually i wanted to i have a favor to ask everybody um what is he doing um 
I'm out of topics to talk about with you. So if anyone has a topic that you would like to hear me and Shay go over, feel free <laughs> to leave it in the comments. Or if you're listening, write a review on Apple Podcast or DM me. That works too. Otherwise, the show might turn into stuff about golf soon. <laughs> Not a bad idea. I would love nothing <laughs> yeah, more. Oh I, listen, if, if who can relate was about golf, they would get five episodes a week. <laughs> no yeah. problem. I got if I was getting paid to golf. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, um, all right. Well, that's it. Chicago's had it. He's, he's had it like. 25 minutes it's his ago play time yeah we gotta we gotta get out of here so <laughs> honey love you thank you for coming on do you love me more than golf i told you about that don't don't ask questions you're afraid to get the answer to <laughs> if you're see how you are get you a husband that loves you more <laughs> than golf yes uh if you're on youtube please like subscribe share this if uh if you or anyone that you know is uh contemplating doing ayahuasca if you're on apple podcast please leave a review and a rating you're on Spotify, just keep on listening because that's all we can do. So, honey, he, he wants to say goodbye. Play a man, he wants to close out the episode. Come here, play. Play is mad. Are you singing? Oh, play is mad. mad. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.